Possess me to put Miley Cyrus and that intro together, but for some reason I just figured it would work. I don't know. I'm pumped. I liked it. <laughs> Party right. in the USA. Happy Fourth early 4th of July to everybody out there in the Quizzo audience. You'll probably be listening to this well in advance of the actual 4th of July, but this is sort of the 4th of July edition. Are you aware this is my favorite holiday? 4th of July? Not, I did not know that 4th of July was your favorite holiday. It certainly makes sense. It certainly makes sense to me. You know how many presents I have to buy this week? Oh my God. Why? None. <laughs> is, is that the the overriding reason as to why it's your favorite piece, holiday? Great weather, beach all day, barbecue for a holiday. I mean, isn't that what we need? And no expectations, point? right? And especially if you live by the Jersey Shore, which is incredibly uh, unique this time of year. Fourth of July takes. Yeah, on this a is sort of meaning. our holiday. Yeah, you know, living down here, it's like we got the Fourth of July. Right, everybody comes to us. It's not a yep. situation where we're we're heading anywhere. Nobody's interested in us going to Manhattan for the Fourth of July. You want to be in Atlantic City? Yes, no this, travel. No, absolutely. So, again, Happy Fourth of July to everybody out there. It's Nick and Drew back with you for another Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Heck of a week out there in the world of trivia. Got so much to get to, so we might as well fly right into the mix. And uh, very topical, you know. Sometimes I'm not a big TV show guy. Uh, you know, Game of Thrones is coming up, so I'm very, very pumped uh, about that. Really, not a big TV show guy. Yeah, I, lately they describe you as being not so, a big TV show. So guy where in the I'm past. at, where I'm at now, is that I binge a show. 
So when, when it comes on my radar and Agreed. I'm really interested in it, I will binge it. I watch it. one show at a time. Right. I got to watch five shows at That's once. That's right. So, like, I'm especially when you thing. get to topical shows like news shows, you know, like a Bill Maher or. A, oh, I don't watch any, you know, of that or stuff. a late night, or you know, uh, it's that. off my radar completely. I I devour I it basically in, in social media in tidbits. Yeah, I don't have time to sit in front of the TV for an hour uh, watching a news show anymore. I mean, I get my news from different sources. Yeah, and, and that's basically how I feel about it as well. Like we're in a situation where it comes collectively, it comes on the internet, it comes in all different forms, and I don't like ever plan my schedule and be like Sunday night I got to watch something. Uh, especially I mean, like just think now all you have to do is like listen that. to the Quizzo podcast for an hour a week, and you'll get everything interesting going on anyway. <laughs> in our lives, at least, that we find interesting. <laughs> so, you know, if it didn't make it through our filter, you're not going to hear about it. But, you know, one such show that is, I guess, worth of a lot of attention because it's always making headlines is John Oliver's show uh, on HBO. Uh, are you aware? Is that on your radar Okay, at all? so John Oliver. Does he have a nickname or something? Do they call know, him I anything? Don't, I don't know if he has a nickname. But... He just got in trouble for something. Yes, and, and that's I mean, actually I, I the first. Pic- I could picture him. Um, I don't know a whole lot about him, and I've never seen his show. So but I know he did something. I would say that... he's sort of a social crusader, would be, you know, kind of the uh, yeah, did he, did he left-leaning go against English. against Trump or something? You know, he's been against Trump since day one. But here's actually the question. Let's see if it makes it to your radar. Right. What type of company sued John Oliver and HBO for slander? For saying their 77-year-old president looked like, quote, a real-life Dr. Evil. Oh, my gosh. I, I saw this. I absolutely 100% saw this. <laughs> it was one of the be- But who could possibly get, like, I don't understand. Like, you're allowed to sue a comedian for making a joke about how you look? I mean, I guess as long as some lawyer will take a lawsuit, then you can get sued, right? Is that uh, how it works? It just laughed. It made me crack up because I was like, this I, This guy never would have been on my radar if he just let the joke go. But because he sued, the Barbara Streisand effect took hold. Oh, right. Well, it's just like the Alex Jones interview. Sure, sure. Who would have even paid attention to that? But then J.P. Morgan pulled out and then it got you yep, know publicized. All, all those different things. So crazy. if people don't know what the Barbara Streisand effect is or, or what that is, she had a house in Malibu, and there was images of that house and that entire property uh, that went on the Internet. And she sued basically the Internet. That's that's the best way to put it. She put out a, 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 de- a declaration of war against Google, against, like, you know, giant companies to get these images of her private property you removed. Know, did Jennifer Lawrence try to do that when uh, – they were right, publicizing I think, her naked photos, and she didn't okay it. And she I just, tried to go after, I think, the search engines that were providing links to it. I don't it think or, she ever got a lawsuit no, together no, or anything, but none of these the, people the are talk successful. was there that they were trying to. The, the point is, the, the effect is you don't hear about it until that action is taken. So it would have been off your radar had they not gone the extra mile to try to keep it off your radar. So my my immediate reaction is how vain is this dude that he's bringing a whole lawsuit <laughs> because somebody said just, he looked like Dr. Evil. But well, I also hesitate because I don't want to get sued either. Right, right, right. So we're not saying this guy looks like anything or not. I don't even know what he looks like. I'm just asking what industry he is a part of because what would John Oliver be going after so hard that it causes this guy to get all his feathers ruffled? Uh, I know. And, and I saw suit. it and I just can't remember it. Um I'm going to say it was – is it like Aetna? Nope. I mean, that would have been a good one. So okay. health insurance would have Yeah, been. that's what uh, I was thinking. It's uh, a coal company. Oh, geez. That's why, yeah, I, I, I didn't know it. So it's a coal company that employs but mostly yes. people in West Virginia, and basically they lobbied to ensure that their 
very shady practices get continue kept, get continue with uh, spoiling the environment what are they, miners lung and, just, and whatnot just, every, just everything it's just there's nothing good coming from it and you know i don't again we're going to stay away from uh, any potential lawsuits so i'll let you go do the research on that but i thought that was very the, interesting um, the the coal industry is robert murray hit, it's hit robert my radar murray a couple times industries my favorite speech of the election was when like hillary went out one day and was just like we're going to do away with coal and Blah 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 blah, and then like went out two days later in front of a bunch of coal miners. It was like coal is what. <laughs> yeah. You just saw the side by side video. Just, yeah, they just played them like right next Clean to each coal. other, and it was like, yeah, it was like coal is still the driving force of this country, and it was like, oh my god, dokie. that's fantastic. All right, give me give me something that you got, and then I'll. Uh, I'll All throw right, so back uh, you, I got a lot. Well, the quick one here. Who, I, I don't know if you're gonna know this. I did not know it, but it's in your wheelhouse. Um, I want to know uh, what term has been used to refer to West 57th Street in Manhattan. I can keep going with some clues for you. Okay, no. Um, so West 57th in Manhattan. Yeah, so it's... Um, Hell's it, Kitchen? No, this is like along the southern end of Central Park. Okay. Um, no, not coming to mind. I mean, 59th Street Bridge, feeling groovy. Uh, All right, I, I hadn't seen Strawberry this. Fields Memorial somewhere near there. I, I, I hadn't seen this, but some somebody just foreclosed on a fifty million dollar penthouse. Oh, and they refer to it as uh, on Billionaires Row. Billionaires Row. Okay. Yeah, so that's apparently the most expensive apartments. That's overlooking the park. Yes, oh, oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, yes, yeah. that's, uh, that's a spot. But right the there. prices they're getting for these places—I mean, a hundred million dollar apartments. Yeah, you want to hear a great story about that? So, right in the heart of that, uh, my cousin's mother, and like you know, my uh, there's a divorce there, so it makes it a little bit confusing. But, but my, your cousin's mother. So my cousin's mother, who's not your my aunt. aunt, it's not my aunt though, because <sighs> she married uh, her father as the second wife. So I didn't grow up with this woman as my aunt ever. I never even like met her until I was like thirteen. Does that make All sense? All right, so it's your uncle's wife? My uncle's ex wife. Your uncle's ex wife. My uncle's gotcha. ex wife. Gotcha. She has lived in one of those buildings overlooking the park for forty six years in rent control. Oh man. That's a beautiful thing. And it's my like, brother in law's sister had that hookup. Her rent is still like less than a thousand dollars a month and it has been forever. Uh, and basically, like, if you th- there's a handful of people out there who are living the good life of good lives because they yeah. Into I wonder how did rent control ever even come about? Just laws, you know what I mean? Like, there it's so if you own the building, if the person who's got rent control leaves, you can jack it up to four thousand a month or whatever. No but question. if it's rent control, people buy out people all the time. People buy out people all the time. So they're oh, so making... I am allowed to sell oh, yeah, my rent control so, apartment no, no, no. to somebody so, else. So check this out. No, you can't do that. But oh, the, the owner of the, owner building, of the building can, can say, buy "I'll give you out. half a million dollars to, to leave. get out of this apartment." Oh, jeez. And often they do. And in fact, there's many, 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 many deals that are struck like that because it's worth it. The guy's got to buy out ten people, but he's yeah, these sell apartments are going for, for fifty million dollars. Right. It's it's insane. So. You know, rent control is a big deal, but Millionaire's Row in Manhattan. Yeah, and when they talk about, like, Manhattan, they just built that thing up. Go visit Manhattan in the fall. Not now. (laughs) It's just... um, This is not the time of year to go visit Manhattan. That that real estate just shooting through the roof. Oh, doesn't doesn't get any cheaper. All right, so let me throw another uh, general thing at you. Um, This is one, you know, I love these over-unders where I just feel like no one's going to... They're going to be, like, lost... And I, I I especially love them when they're kind of abstract things that are, uh, you know, 
not super specific to something, but everybody kind of can have an opinion on it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I'm going to give you this one. It's over under 100 miles an hour. The fastest a man ever traveled on bicycle. And I'd like to <laughs> qualify by saying where you think people are going to go with that. Oh, my gosh. Well, you've I been mean, on I a think, bike before. I you've, think you've been on a bike downhill before, I would assume. Yeah, right? I, I've probably gone 38 miles an hour on a bike, something like That's that. scary. Downhill. Oh, dude, going 90 in a car is it's scary. scary. Um, so I think people will think under, but because of the question, I'm going to guess over. Yeah, you got it. Damn. Listen to this number, dude. 166. That's, in, that's, uh, how could you keep control? It, it's, I, it's a guy named Fred Rompelberg who owns the world record, 166.94 miles an hour. And I just, I was, was he like going down by, Everest? I, you know, it could have been a track. It could have been, uh, you could have gone in circles and built up to it. I, what's I don't the, know. What's the most afraid you've ever been while you were on wheels? Did anything ring out to you? Because I have one thing, and you you might you'll remember the the place I was at. I don't know if you were with me or not. It's not the most I've ever been scared on wheels, but in a boat. I was I do I did like uh, you know uh, tubing behind a boat, and okay. there was uh, a rope right, and we, unbeknownst to us, the rope was kind of intertwined and like wrapped very tightly in a circle underneath the tube. And when I got out there, what happened was the rope undone. It, it went. Like it pulled away from the tube as the boat took off, caught my arms, and it like rope burned from top to bottom. My yeah. entire, both forearms were like blood covered, <laughs> and I was probably thirteen. Think like your arms gonna get ripped off? Well, it was the most pain I've ever felt. I really very came very close to having my arms ripped off, and I I let out a squeal and a scream, and like I just remember. It was in Lake George, um, New York, and the vacation was done after that. It was just like, get this kid home into the hospital and, and whatever. Really? It was that bad? Just, oh, yeah. It it took days to, like, to just even get to the point where like I wasn't feeling excruciating pain. But So that was like the worst thing that ever happened to me in a vehicle, but it had no wheels. So uh, what, the There tr- was a parking lot at Syracuse, and I don't remember exactly what it was for or why I was there, but do you know what I'm talking about? It was like a parking lot, and it just ramped down and down. It's kind of like in the it middle of the, campus. the Mount. No, it wasn't the Mount's parking lot. It was like a parking lot down by Marshall Street or something. It was a university parking oh, lot. Oh, yeah. It's closed off now, but it, oh, it was it? this r- really weird winding. Like an, like an idiot. Okay. Behind Newhouse. It was right near Newhouse. Yeah, and it was the right goal, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, big parking lot. I've never been on rollerblades before. I'm like, let's go to the top of this parking lot, strap on some rollerblades, and just head downhill oh. <laughs> as many floors as I could go. Yeah, I wiped but out. I, I might have been going 30 miles an hour. I, I ended up just bailing into a car because I just kept picking up I got speed, hit by a car going down Harrison on rollerblades. Oh, yeah? I, I think I've told you that story. Yeah, it's it was, hilly enough. It's the, we used to the summer that I was up there with Dan sled. with uh, with uh, my fraternity brother Dan Etzel. This is after like we had already started the business, and I went back to get my degree. Yeah, I remember. So I spent the summer up, and we were living in those Harrison apartments, and I was like the oldest person there, which was sort of embarrassing to go back for six months when you're 23. But anyway, um, or 22, I think I guess I was, but. Uh, Nonetheless, I decided one day, like, all right, I'm going to start getting in shape and rollerblading again. And if you know anything about Syracuse, New York, it is just nothing but giant hills. And especially in bad weather, that's not a good idea. Mm -mm. So (laughs) it was, you know, I think a fairly uh, 
fairly nice day out. There was no issue there, but I just went down this one hill in Harrison and lost control. And then it was like, what do I do? And I just, there was a car coming and I just kind of like put my hands out and went on it and then wiped out on the side. But yeah, Yeah, sometimes it's easier to bail when you're in control of the bail as opposed to just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get crazy in terms of the injuries, but not fun. So I I wouldn't recommend that, but imagine going 166 miles an hour on a bike. I I just can't even imagine what kind of circumstance that was under, but that's, that is the world record. So there you go. Throw one back at me, and I got one more for you. All right. This might start out sounding Shameless like a sports promotion. question, but I assure you it's not. Okay. Fantastic. Right. So you like uh, you like soccer, right? I, I'm a pretty big fan, as All we right, know. So does the name Adil Rami mean anything to you? Sure. French player? Yeah. You know this guy? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't know who he is. He just mm-hmm. he, he made headlines. Yeah. Because Rami, Rami, so he played mostly in La Liga, even though he's French, and I'm reasonably sure he played for Sevilla. All right, so, so he's a midfielder. Who, what a, uh, what uh, famous person's uh, girlfriend? This guy just looks like he's stealing. <laughs> this is this is another one of those couples. It's just oh, that's fantastic. I'm just fascinated by. Hmm. So so it looks like Rami's getting in a relationship with this girl. And yes. She's part, she's part of a famous couple. I, I don't or even she, know that it's or, a famous or, couple. Or him. He's famous. The guy. She's famous and he's famous. Oh. But it's one of the oddest couples that I had heard about, and we haven't talked about it yet. Is but it Shakira and PK? Can't be. They have nope. kids. They look so happy. No, this is insane. That would break my heart. All right, go for it. I'll give you the, I'll give you the person. That's one uh, of those He's been I would seen either. cozying up with Pam Anderson. Oh, my God. It's Julian Assange? Julian Assange. What is going on? Pam Anderson and Julian Assange? Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, I know, I know that. So, so you're basically saying Pam Anderson's now going yes. with Adil Rami? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's probably a good get for her at this stage in the game. You know, he so was I a did, reasonably successful. So it got me to think of a great, player. Tri- great trivia question here. <laughs> okay. Because Pam Anderson. Has Poor had... Julian. I mean, like, I hope, I hope there was something. I mean, you know, jeez. Uh, what did he think was going to happen? Well, it's not even that. I just hope he has some like memory from that. Yeah, yeah, he's in the Ecuadorian embassy yeah, so for like four go, years. Yeah, so she has to go visit him there, right? No, I mean, like, there's a movie about the escape he's going to try to make to Iceland. I know it's coming. Like, there's got to just be one moment where he's like, it's uh, it's Guy Fawkes Day, and I'm just going to have somebody dressed like me in there while I try to make it out the back. I don't know. There's just got to be a, a point in time because it's getting ridiculous for the poor guy. All right, so I have an awesome bonus question right. around Pamela Anderson's... Um, Relationships. Okay. okay. It's fantastic. So you got to get three to get your 10 points. Okay. All four is worth 20. Ooh. I'm, I'm running the names in my head Pamela right now. Anderson has been married four times. Ooh, I love it. Name. The four. The four. Now, I will tell you one guy twice. Yeah, that was Tommy Lee. Nope. No? Okay. So now so, you should be able to get the rest. You're not going to get so, the bonus, but you so should So I, I can get him. So I got Tommy Lee. Okay. Tommy Lee. Married. Um, but they never married again. They what, did get back together again. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of his real name, but of course, Kid Rock, who's uh, yeah, Rich, that's fine. R- Richie. Yeah, uh, it's something Richie, John Richie, Mike Richie, Tom Richie. Isn't it Robbie Richie? Rob Richie, Rob Richie. I think it's Rob Richie. We got to look up Kid Rock's name. That's going to be another question. Look for that in two <laughs> weeks, folks. What artist goes by? You know, et cetera. Um, uh, the lead singer or the lead guitarist of I want to say it's Bon Jovi, uh, Richie Sambora. I don't think you're going to get this last guy. Is Sambora the no. one? No, Sambora's it's not, not Sambora. in it. No, he's uh, Heather. Locklear. Oh, Heather Locklear. That's right. Uh, did Heather Locklear also date Tommy Lee? Yes. Okay, so that's why I'm confusing. 
Uh, yes, Tommy Lee yeah, was married so to both, right? Yeah, so that's the combination there. Okay. Um, God, I do remember she went with this with somebody twice, and um, it was very. Yeah, this guy has a weird celebrity past. Not getting it. Just not coming. We Go could do it. a whole top ten on this guy. His name is Rick Solomon. Oh my God, Rick Solomon is he the uh, the one that had Paris Hilton too in the sex tape? In the sex tape, yeah, yeah. that's that's. Yeah, I've probably one. seen more of Rick Solomon than I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> I never seen, never had any interest. You've in seen watching the Paris, Paris Hilton sex tape? No, okay, I, I, yeah, she, me neither. She, I, I find her to be. Uh, not what I'm interested in. Trust me, it's even worse than you can imagine. <laughs> it's like a high maintenance. Sex I do tape. remember Pam Anderson again saying something about like she should have left her shoes on. I don't even know what that means. But uh, like, <laughs> who knows? So she married him twice. Yeah. So she married him in uh, 2007, and much like her other relationships, two years later, you know, married in 07, divorced in 08. All right, you know. But then they gave it a shot again, married in 2014, divorced in 2015. I have some perfect uh, relationship advice for Pam Anderson, and it segues into my next question, which is also a shameless promotion for our company. So it's like all All of those things putting in. You can't get any better than that. So what online dating site and partner of Quizzo Trivia boasts one in five adult relationships begin on their website? Match.com. Match.com. So Pam, match.com it up. So, you know, we do uh, singles trivia nights all across the country with Match.com and uh, shameless promotion for Quizzo Trivia and that. So go check out Match and find a singles trivia night near you. It's actually a great thing because if you think about it, it's a great icebreaker. You could find out what people are interested in, what people know. You form a team. It's kind of quick hit, uh, and it gives a different spin on dating. So I'm, I'm proud of that. And I think it's a, it's a good thing that we do it. And, you know, if one in five relationships. Oh, it's great. I've had multiple Proposals over the years sure. at Quizzo. Absolutely. And we put together many of uh, couples over the years that I've seen get married who uh, just came out as friends of uh, friends. And boom, boom. Boom, it's, boom. It happens. Years I'm, later. And... I'm pretty sure I met my uh, my ex through Quizzo and I have a kid. Did so, you really? Yeah, of course. You know she played I, on I, a team. Jeez, yeah. I'm, uh, when I used about to, that. When I used to host with Francis. Yeah. Was, uh, that's how long ago it was, but... Uh, all right, so let's move on from general knowledge to sports, which is always our favorite topic. Um, I have so many good sports things for you this week, so many good sports things, but I'm starting with this because this is just my favorite. Um, you saw that David Carr signed a record deal extension with the uh, Oakland Raiders. He's now week. the highest paid player in NFL, NFL history, history. Yep. $125 million over for five, five years. years. So my question is this. Prior Worth to quarterback Derek Carr's record five-year $125 million deal, who was, the highest played, who was the highest paid player in Oakland Raiders history? So not the NFL. Okay. But in the Raiders history prior to Derek Carr's deal, who was the highest paid player in their team's history? All right. This is good. This is a great question. So obviously the salaries have been just skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. So there's no way anybody – from the past could compete with something current. When you say past, where are you going past? Like well, Tim, that's what Tim I'm trying. Brown past? Yeah, Tim Brown never right. made as much money as the guys. Right. So t- Woodson would be the guy on the cusp, but I feel like he left when that big payday with the Packers and all, and he certainly didn't make a lot. So I'm probably going to pass on him, even though that corner position is a... Valuable position, yes. for sure. Uh, let's So let's go to... Uh, Boy, they certainly didn't have any 
quarterbacks. Oh, wait, well, see, does Carson Palmer count? That means a good, reasonable guess. So okay, well, then it's not right because you just said it's a good, reasonable guess. I'm saying Palmer would certainly count. Anybody in his caliber would count. Like, you know. But I don't want to – I could either give you hints or I'm not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so uh, there's, there's so many places I could go with this. Like, was it a draft pick that busted from, like, the two spot that played a premier position, like left tackle? Those guys made a lot of money before. Tons of money. Left tackles make tons of money. What was that guy's name? Robert Gallery? Is that his name? Yeah. Ended up having a pretty decent career as a guard, but not a starting tackle. Right, but I'll bet you he got paid. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so between Gallery – did they sign, ever sign a free agent quarterback for a lot of money? I think they did. What did they pay that Packers backup? Was that them? The guy who backed Matt up. Matt Flynn? Pa- yeah. Did he go to Oakland? I think oh, no, he, no, he went to Miami. He, well, no, he went to Seattle, and they paid him, and then he lost the job to Russell Wilson, but he was on Oakland. He was on Oakland. <laughs> I'm going to go with the... The left tackle, Boston, just say Robert Gallery. The answer is the best answer ever. Jamarcus Russell. Oh. Uh, Number one overall pick, one of the biggest busts in NFL history. Now, it turns out when we talked about that draft back in the day, we were wrong on both counts because we liked Brady Quinn way more than Jamarcus Russell. I believe I liked Adrian Peterson and yes. Calvin Johnson. Yes, those were <laughs> the guys go on I record. liked. I want to go on record and say, I'm when saying that draft the happened, now I'm a Packers fan. Right. When that draft happened, I was sick to my stomach because oh I'm my like, God. I got to go up against Calvin Johnson, and who it, I actually got to see play against uh, my Fighting Irish that year. Georgia he, Tech. I was like, what is Terrell Owens? What is Terrell boys. Owens doing playing for Georgia Tech? Man among boys. And that was, uh, yeah, that was, and then Adrian Peterson, who was just the best runner I had ever seen yep. in a college uniform. I mean, what since since Barry Sanders? Sure. And, yeah, another guy you had to deal with in your division. But can you imagine yeah. that? So Derek Carr breaks the – this apparently in the Oakland Raiders fan community has been like a saddle that they've been holding that all these years the highest paid guy in their team's history has consistently been Jamarcus Russell. Wow. So they're finally done with the ghost of Jamarcus Russell. That's a great question. Thank you. I um, should have got it. Oops. All right, throw one at me, and then I got another one for you. All right, uh Actually, mine's kind of like a two-parter, so it's a good one. All right, so I'll throw something on the quick side on you first then. Okay, um, did you see who's auctioning it off like two prized Babe Ruth pieces of memorabilia? And when I saw these these items, I was like, oh, my God, this guy's got these two things. I mean, they're just. No. Okay, so Babe Ruth's 1927 World Series ring. Okay. Now, it's as good as it gets. That's right, murderer's so, row. Right, That's so 27 the best, is the best, the best team, team ever. ever. Okay. Uh, just just a couple of lineup. things. They were 109 and 45 <laughs> during the season. Right. Okay. Ruth hit 356 and hit then record 60 home runs. Yeah. So it's his best year right. on the best team. Right. With guys like, I don't know, Lou Gehrig. Right. His World Series ring. I mean, yeah, that's that's the pinnacle piece that's of the, the pinnacle, the pinnacle. Babe Ruth. How about a copy of the contract sending Ruth to the Yankees from Boston? From Boston. Oh, that's, so there was three that's contracts. One, that's two, <laughs> right? So there was three contracts, though. So okay. that makes it maybe a little less. Value. The Yankees had a a contract. Sure. Uh, the Red Sox had a contract, and the American League had a copy of the contract. So there's actually three of those in existence. 
this is the Yankees copy. I'm like, this is it. So anyway, things ain't going so well for our man Tiger Blood. Tiger Woods? No. Tiger Blood. Charlie Sheen? Charlie Sheen. Auctioning off his Babe Ruth memorabilia. Yeah. How could well, you imagine these items are in Charlie, uh, Charlie, Charlie Sheen's, Sheen's possession? House? You would figure he could have lost that to a prostitute one night <laughs> what are after these just the wrong series of decisions. He's got this stuff displayed at his bar. Yeah, you got to be kidding you me. you got to be kidding me. Yeah, well. Uh, I'm dying to see how much these things fetch, though. But I, yeah, Charlie guy, Sheen. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I think it just might be a lifestyle thing. Like, he doesn't. I, because it's weird. He still makes a fortune of money. He can't possibly be destitute because that still pulls in. Two and a half men still pulls in. Oh, the syndication the money syndication from it? syndication money from it is on par with Seinfeld. It's, it's you know, well, it is, I shouldn't say that. It's not on par with Seinfeld. It is, it's serious money. It's serious syndication money. It's not something to laugh at. And he could live off that for the rest of his life. Right, but what's it cost to be on those HIV drugs that he's on? I don't you know. It's the last conversation we're going to have <laughs> in the world. And the fact that we even mentioned that, the fact that we even said it, is just not where I'm going all in this right, conversation. Right, but, sorry. Yeah, Tiger. Anyway, can't wait. To, just generally anything Tiger, anything Tiger related right now is just not stock, not up for Tiger things. <laughs> like Detroit Tigers, Tiger Woods, Charlie Sheen. You know, how's Princeton doing? They seem fine. All right, that's, we got a good one. All right. Um, this is a, a double. <clears throat> you're going to see both of these. And um, they're both hockey questions, so I don't. I know I'm outside of your necessarily your wheelhouse, but I want to see how easily you get the first one and the second one because you're my gauge as to uh, how these are going to play in the audience. So, okay. do you know who set the rookie record for most goals in a season? 1992. I'll give you. A, I give the year because Brett I, Hull. I don't want everyone saying Wayne Gretzky. Brett Hull. Nope. It's Tamu Solani. <laughs> Yeah, does that I win? mean, I remember it now. That, yeah, seventy-six goals. Wow, rookie season, most ever. I do um, remember it. So then, let me ask you this one: There's three Edmonton Oilers in the history of hockey that have won the MVP. One of them happened this year. Okay, who are the other two, and what is the MVP award called? All right, so that's a forty-pointer <clears throat> that I throw at the end of a yeah. of a sports. Race. I have so no here. idea the guy from Edmonton that won the MVP. So you can just say his that name's Connor McDavid. Okay, they're they're basically calling him. He's twenty, so that'll that'll tell you. They're where they're, that... they're calling him the next Gretzky, the next you know the next guy, and he's an oil. How how far is... did they make it in the playoffs? I don't even Edmonton. Remember. I don't know. Okay, yeah, I don't I don't remember that at all. Not far. All right, enough. so obviously Gretzky won an MVP. Correct. So you got now you got two. Who's the one other guy? I mean the the only decent guesses I have would either be the goalie. Do they give MVP awards to goalies or Mark Messier? But Mark I have Messier. to go Mark Messier. Mark Messier, you got it. So right. and it's funny and then, because I almost asked this: Who was the last Oiler before Connor McDavid to win the MVP? To screw with people because everybody I assume will put Gretzky, but it was actually Messier. Messier was the last MVP winner from the Edmonton Oilers before McDavid. So okay. There's a way that might be And then what do I have there. to answer? What is the award what is the called? Yeah, what's the award card for the uh, the NHL MVP award? Award is called what? Is it called the Hart? It is the Hart Memorial Trophy. All right. 30 so out of 40, I'll take it. Hey, absolutely. And that, you know, if I give you a tough sports round, a lot of times I'm going to throw that kind of nugget at the end of there to, to help you out. So if you're decent in something, you'll... You'll you'll pick up some extra points. All right, throw something else at me for uh, for sports. Okay, so this was kind of something where I was trying to make a question out of something I because I just feels. I just I saw something and I was like, oh man, something here, something's here because this team is just not very good. Okay, <laughs> this 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 team's not 
Good man. So you know who was just named the most valuable player of the NBA? Yes. Uh, uh, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook. Did you also see that Chris Paul was traded today? I did. To the Houston Rockets. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to get my head around. I I love Chris Paul, but I would have loved to have seen him somewhere else. I I don't know. I'm not getting it. Harden, Paul, you got a little. What, are they going to have two basketballs on the same team? (laughs) Are you going to feed both of those guys? true. Um, But that's a whole other story. So anyway, I was thinking, when was the last time a team that bad had the MVP on it? So I was trying to figure out, like, how to quantify, quite that. A, quantify that in a question. Sure. So I was like, all right, what was the last time a team that got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs also had the MVP? And it is amazing because these guys that win the regular season MVP, even though the playoffs don't count and they vote before, they're almost always getting to the conference finals. It is very rare. Sure. Such, so, a, such a small number of people. So I will ask you, when was the last time a guy <laughs> who won the MVP's team lost in the first round? And it's very difficult. I just The first thing that sticks but I have in my a clue head I could give you. was Dikembe Mutombo involved. Did no. Denver beat that team? So all right, no. I'm going to get my head out of that. All right, if, feel free to throw me a clue. Cause, you know, and I don't, I don't know if you'll remember mine. this or not, but it doesn't even, this doesn't even answer my question because this team was a one seed. They just happen to lose in the first round. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if that helps you. Do you remember a one seed losing in the playoffs um, in the first round? I mean, that never happens. Yeah. I, the one that I remember is when Denver upset a one seed when it was a best of five and that you know image of Matumbo hug, hugging the ball on the court after they did that. But that's uh, And I think it was like the Sonics or somebody or the Trailblazers they upset. So it's it's just this not was bringing... uh, Golden State over the Dallas Mavericks in two thousand and seven. Okay, so in oh seven, uh, I mean Dirk is like the first guy that Dirk. comes to my mind. So so Dirk's the last MVP to be ousted in the first round. Okay, I kept going. I was like, well, this team's a one seed. And right. They lost in the first round, so they're still better than Russell Westbrook. Sure. I went all the way back to like Moses Malone, right? In eighty two. I just had to stop because I'm like, this is the, so. The bottom line is, you were looking at the MVP from the worst team in the history of, of basketball, basketball since they've been doing it. Wow, this is the worst team to ever have the MVP on it. It's it, it's it's weird because it's like when you're the only game in town and nobody cares because your team is so bad. Otherwise, is it really that impressive? Yeah, or is it the fact that because he got a triple double this year and the rest of the NBA season was so no storyline it's it's hard to it know just it's just it... a weird phenomenon you're not going to see that again it's it's a unicorn it's something that's that's pretty but the, even the three finalists Harden Westbrook Kawhi Leonard yeah okay where's Durant and LeBron uh, well cuz aren't those the two guys that are pretty much dictating every, you know, the Curry, titles at this <laughs> Curry yeah. Yeah. you know Thompson like all those guys, I think it's like they all equal each other out, or they all cross each, uh, cancel each other out. I should say, uh, and that's that's a big issue. All right, let's just move it on to geography history. Uh, this is great because it's kind of uh, part geography history and then part entertainment. Because I only thought of this question because I just recently came across one of my all-time favorite jokes from The Simpsons, and I think you're going to remember right. what my all-time favorite joke was from The Simpsons. So Homer Simpson goes on a hunger strike. Okay. Okay. And he's in the outfield of a uh, minor league stadium, and he's basically going on a hunger strike to prevent them from leaving town. Okay. Uh, to go to a, a different place, 
and he gets so, you know, in his delirium about not eating, he sees a ghost, and a ghost appears to him. Do you remember who the ghost was? No, I don't. Okay. So I'm going to I'm going to afraid I'm going to pause that thought and okay. then ask you this question. Who was the famed organizer of the United Farm Workers in the 1960s and 70s? Uh, I remember this. Okay. So it was uh, the the ghost was of Cesar Romero. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And he goes, uh, no, no, no. I'm Cesar Chavez. Right. The ghost right? says, I'm Cesar Chavez. Because he goes, why do you human. look like Cesar Romero? And then Homer says, because you don't know what Cesar Chavez looks like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that was the best joke in the history of that, that show. Because you're sitting there like trying to wrap your like, No one knows what Cesar Chavez looks like. No. And when I'm so sitting there, like I Romero? am the ghost of Cesar Chavez. You don't know How come you look Cesar like Cesar Romero? Because you don't know what Cesar Chavez looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. Yes, Cesar Chavez is the United Farm And Workers. I'll if you said picture... Cesar Chavez, in your mind, Cesar, Cesar Romero. Romero. Some, that happened to somebody, and that's what made them think of that joke, I'm yeah, sure. that's great. So, yeah, that's, that's one of my all-time favorites. So throw, throw one at me for geography history, and let's make sure we're saying this now, 37 minutes in, we got to do the Postman segment. In fact, we'll do it after geography history. This week. Okay. I'm going to line it up right now so All I right, can so I got find it because we for missed him last week. Geography history that I uh, – I'm sorry about that, Postman. I, I missed your, your spot last week. All right, there. so what person in history who was found not guilty by reason of insanity <laughs> oh, – Okay. Fun. I like being was, found insane. Uh, remained under psychiatric care until September of 2016 and now lives full-time at his mother's house. I know the answer to this. Okay. Immediately. Is John Hinckley? Yes, John Hinckley. Yeah. The guy so, that shot President Reagan, right? Yeah, so he shot President Reagan. So I'll ask you this. Okay? Mm-hmm. What movie did Hinckley's defense team use as his reason of insanity? His obsession with what movie Ooh. was used by Hinckley's defense team that got him that not guilty? I mean, think about Catcher in the Rye? No, it's did not he, right. Did he carry that with him? You're thinking of uh, the guy who shot... Lennon. Oh, Mark yeah. David Chapman. Mark David Chapman carried a copy of Catcher and the Rye. And Catcher in the Rye yeah, okay. on him. Yep, yep, yep. I forgot my, my lunatic assassins there. Sorry about that. But could you imagine you shoot the president and you get not guilty in court? And you're, <laughs> you're home <laughs> it's with it's your insane. mom. You got everything going against you. Yeah, that's that's hard to get out of. Yeah. Um, nah, I don't know. What was the movie? All right. Let me let me see if I can get you with this one. Do you know what actress he was obsessed with? Jodie Foster? Yes. Yes, he was obsessed with Jodie Foster. Okay. She played a young prostitute in the film. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, well, it just, is what it is, man. <laughs> right. I know. She's got, she's got, I'm and, glad I don't know this. I'm, yeah, I'm I guess you didn't see the movie. Because it's about a guy well. who becomes insane and he you know, thinks about assassinating the president. Oh, you know? fantastic. Anyway, um, it's a taxi driver. Taxi driver. 1976 okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. taxi driver. So I looked into it a little bit. I just always assume, like, Niro, oh, he was upset. De Niro, right? Yes. Yeah. De Niro. And Scorsese, one of their, of course, of one of their uh, collaborations. So I was thinking about, like, how obsessed was he with Jodie Foster? Because I just assumed, like, oh, he's obsessed with Jodie Foster, so he tried to shoot the president to impress her. I didn't realize, when she was at Yale, this dude moved to, to New Haven, Connecticut, signed up for classes that she was in. I mean, Serious so this was like, before the yes. internet. This so. is not like he had her posters on the wall. This was worse. Just, this this yes, was like yes. She's lucky she's still alive. And the irony is, yeah, he's like, gay. He ended up penniless <laughs> in his pursuit of stalking her. Right. She's like, dude, what do you want? I'm gay. Like, what do you want from me? I do not want you. I don't want any man. 
don't know what to tell you, about. That's the irony. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, this guy was really genuinely wasting his time. Like, there was nothing he could have ever done to impress her. But he was, like, writing Short poems and putting them uh. under her door. <laughs> I mean, just total, total. Yeah. High school crushes all over. You got to love it. Um, all right, this is a, a another very, very good segue because we are getting so close, Nick. I can Can you smell smell that? Smell that? The throne room. Oh, yes. We are on the are doorstep, close. sir. Well, we I are... will say I just rewatched the last season over oh, the past couple of weeks so to, get, to get myself uh, ready. You know, the thing about last season, it just was too good to be true. Yeah, that, that whole season was like everything went right. our it way. Right, it moved it forward, but it's, you know, we'll see. It's going to be chaos now, and the trailers look incredible. They they have, you know. Don't alt- tell me. No, 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 Right, right. There's a. I'm going to give a plug uh, to Alt-Shift-X. Check it out on YouTube. And they basically explain things from Game of Thrones and really go into crazy detail with conspiracy theories, bring all this other stuff in, point stuff out you didn't yeah, see. Yeah, see, I am so nervous of all of that stuff because They're, I don't want any well, giveaways. This guy did one for just the trailer that HBO put out. That's how much <laughs> stuff was in that trailer. The, 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 so, the, the one that got me was, I remember you told me about, they put something in the info about the episode. Yep. That gave something away. Like, yep. was it the Knight's King? Yeah, the Knight's King. And you were like, people didn't even know if there was a Knight's King. And that they was... just put it in the bio of and the episode. And they put it in the bio of the episode. It was like, And hey, then it was gone. Meet the Knight's King. Yeah, by the way, that was and then they took pulled that out, out almost oh, yeah. immediately yeah, because uh, it, it was pointed out. It was like, oh, my God, that's the Knight's King. You know, people people lost their mind. But, yeah, Game of Thrones can do a whole other thing. But, of course, one of the great things about George R. R. Martin and what he does uh, from a writing standpoint is he brings actual historical events all throughout his writing, and most of what you are witnessing in Game of Thrones has happened in one form or another in real life. And that, to me, I find that incredibly interesting on multiple different levels. So one of the core components I wonder if of he'll this, go back and describe each of those uh, moments. Well, he's so given can... a lot of that. He's already, yeah, he already has, like the uh, Red Wedding. Once the show on... is over, I'll be much more willing to go into all of these things. I just I keep myself very defensive because I, I get don't it. want any I get spoilers. It. But... This is this isn't a spoiler, but this is just a, a yeah, very good question, gotcha. and I'm telling you it has a Game of Thrones tie-in. But what two houses were involved in the War of the Roses? Okay, so that's where the core of Game of Thrones comes from: is the War of the Roses. It was a war really? of the throne. Okay, yes. all right, Yorks, Yorks. Okay, and the Tudors. Nope. Ah, oh, wait, wait. All right, let me do the Yorks and the uh... House of York. Right. And the okay, I got it. Oh, the um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue here. Hold on, Windsor. No, All right. I'm out. okay. So I'm going to lead you there. You ready? Two, two, two guesses. So York so sounds like what name in Game of Thrones? What house name? Stark. Right. So who's the Stark's enemy? The Lannisters. What name in England sounds like Lannister? The drawing a blank. Lancaster. Ah, House Lancaster. The War of the Roses was House York versus House Lancaster, and George R. R. Martin took it to House Stark, Stark versus House Lannister. Lannister. Cool. Yep. So there you go. A little Game of Thrones tie in to get you pumped up for the season. And uh, one of the things that he does is that he names people the same thing. Drives you crazy. You know why? <laughs> so, because it was so hard he, the first couple of he years. Re- he went to this thing where they told him not to do that, and he was like, 
that's not history. In history, everyone's named the same because yeah. it's like. And if your last name is the Henry's, same, your name is even more close. It'd be like one same. letter off, right? And you're like, which one is which? You yeah, know what yeah. we're talking about? Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. I understand why he did it, but it certainly doesn't make it easier. <laughs> so, no. um, all right. What else you got in history before we move on to entertainment? And I got a lot of of good stuff in entertainment this week. Uh, okay. Um, all right. Who are the two leaders? Of the Sioux tribe that uh, fought uh, in the mid nineteenth century, two leaders that fought each other, or just no, fought? no, they they fought against America. Yeah, it was so trying to keep them sitting in the... bull, right? Sitting bull, and um, uh, so who, who won the Battle of Little Bighorn? So, geez, sitting bull was one, and the other is um, Geronimo. No. Mm. Uh, he was Apache, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came later anyway. Uh, I just love that these two seem that they would complement each other perfectly in their in their nicknames. Crazy like, Horse. Yes. Crazy you Horse. Have Sitting Bull yeah. and you have Crazy Horse. horse. Like, yeah, of course. That's a tag team. It is. It. Sitting Bull <laughs> and Crazy, crazy Horse. horse. <laughs> that's right. Like, I'm not going up against yeah, yeah, those yeah. two. Yep, yep, absolutely. And, and of course, neither should have cost General Custer. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that was. Like, who are we up against today? Well, we got Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse. I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 what do you got? I got Jim the Drunk. <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to go around shooting things. I got a handlebar mustache. That's right. Man, I am getting out of here. Sideburns. Very, very thick sideburns. Pork chop sideburns. You know who sideburns are named after, right? Yeah, Burnside. Yeah, Burnside. Exactly. First, Is it first General or Admiral? Names. I think it was Admiral. I want to say Admiral. Okay. Burnside. I, no, or maybe General. I don't know. We should look that know. up. Ambrose was his name. Yeah, I was, so I was almost going to go there. Admiral, so yeah, it's, Ambrose. Uh, yeah, so I think it's General Ambrose, Ambrose Burnside. Burnside. Yeah, because there was no Navy when he was <laughs> in the Civil War. There was, but oh, I there think, was a Navy, but, but yeah, I don't no, think he, he would have known been for. General. Yeah, 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 I think it's just Ambrose and. Uh, I think you're right. Admiral I think it was that was Ambrose close. is why I was thinking Admiral. All right, so there's uh, some geography history hints for the upcoming Quizzo game. Moving on to some entertainment stuff. Did you see who Disney uh, got to bail out the Han Solo project, which was in disarray? Uh, the, uh, the only filming. thing I saw was that the – was it two people that were directing it? And they both like, quit. And they there quit. Huge problems on but the set. But I saw that disaster. it wasn't going to be delayed. They were nope. keeping the, they, they the got 2019 the, They got a very prominent director to take over that project, and it's probably the first time I've seen his name tied to a Star Wars-y type project, so I'm kind of interested in it based on that. All right, so did they get Christopher Nolan? Nope. Give me you got any other clue for me? They got somebody who is also it's not a like John former, Favreau, also a former Dinner actor. Man. It's not John Favreau, but also a former actor. Although I would say more famous for directing than acting, even though he's famous for acting. All right, so let's just knock these off the list. Clint Eastwood, nope. Robert Redford. Nope. Has a hot daughter. Has a hot daughter. Has a hot daughter. And also has a role on my favorite show on television, Arrested Development. <laughs> what? Is a guy on Arrested Development? He narrates Arrested Development. Okay. So, all right. You got to bring up a picture of his daughter. Because is she hot? Oh, yeah. Bryce Dallas? I think the last time I saw her, she was young or something. I didn't know she was hot. No. Good for her that she got hot. With Ron Howard. You know, women don't go bald, so that helps. <laughs> I mean, her uncle is Ron Howard's brother. She's only, uh, 
<laughs> you're, you're thinking of, uh, or no, you're thinking of uh, Clint Howard. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Clint Howard. Yeah. Right, he's one of the strangest looking men. Uh, of you know all who time. she looks like? She reminds me of the um, who is the girl that just got married? Uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of very, look. very same look. But look, look at the green eyes, and you know, not bad, right? My favorite Bryce Dallas Howard thing is that she was on the set when that dude had the total meltdown. Oh, uh, Chris uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. They were... Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, <laughs> that like, meltdown. She was I there. I love that. She that was there for the greatest. I heard her interview sometimes somewhere. And somebody brought that up. Like, what was it like on the set? And she can't say it. She's just like, oh, he's a genius to work with. You yeah, know? Ron Howard's done great stuff, but like, I never. There's no genre film that I remember him doing that's similar to like a Star Wars type movie you know everything he does well he did Apollo 11 or Apollo 13 so that was that was space but it's not the same it's alright it's totally different I just think it's interesting I'm curious to see because the to me in my personal opinion these have been good movies they've been enjoyable to watch the Rogue One I liked a lot I like the new episode of Star Wars. I've enjoyed them yeah, more, the, the three, way more than the prequel they were, stuff. They were terrible. Those were horrible. They were just awful. But um, no, the last two have been great. But Han Solo I'm was my favorite character in the history of the franchise. So, like, that's you know, I, this is the one that I really want to see. So, I hope it's good and not. A yeah, disaster. I just hope they keep doing this and keep pumping stuff out because oh, it's a fascinating, a you know, storyline, and all, all of them are interesting to me. So, yep, there you go. I'm so, Ron forward. Howard taking. Yeah, over that's that, great. That yeah, project. I didn't see that. Jeez. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I you didn't see it f- because that's why we do this and find out who uh, what his like biggest special effects film was. Right, you know it's an interesting conversation. So uh, throw one at me, and then I got I got two great ones. Uh, oh man, the next one might be my favorite. Okay, so uh, did you see who announced that he will be retiring from acting? I did. Daniel Day Lewis hanging up the. The Three-time Oscar winner. Maybe one of the greatest actors ever, if if not top five, you know. I mean. Well, the fact that he has the three Oscars for best actor. Puts I, just, him I put it based on range because, like, I've seen him play a couple characters. He's, he's my favorite character ever. My favorite bad guy ever. Is Bill the Butcher. Bill the Butcher. By and, such a wide margin. And it's he's like, the he only bad guy I've ever role. liked. He didn't win for that role. No, he won. And for that is my favorite role that he ever played. Yeah, I mean, Gangs of New York, I think, is a very underrated movie. It's it's, oh, it's the, one it's of the Scorsese's absolute masterpieces. Bill the Butcher, Butcher. the greatest. That whole opening sequence uh, against Liam Neeson. Yeah, uh, it's just now, like so nothing. I, we got to go back and watch that. And now that we've been like exposed to Thrones sure. and different how, kind of I violence, still, I, I wonder how that holds up. Even better. It, it's so? so epic. I remember it like I gotta go back and watch it. I remember it in my head just like that. I remember seeing it in the movie theater Ugh. and like just being like, I've never seen anything, anything like, like that it. in my life. Um, it, it is always a little. But after you see like the Battle of the Bastards and Thrones, you know what really desensitized me? It's a show that I don't know a lot of people have watched, but uh, Spartacus. <laughs> Desensitized. Oh I, 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 mean, I, I got into that the first fifteen minutes. I was literally in, <laughs> yeah, like, like, I was holding my arms together. And I'm like, "What the hell am I watching here?" Yeah, that was. It, something it, else. it is way too. I intense. highly recommend that. Uh, yeah, show. no, it's good, but it's just like don't. It's you, next you, level of you're, you don't uh, want to. You're not going to walk out of that feeling good about history. You're walking out of that being like, "We're coming from a time of monsters." So. Yeah, and I, I never really thought of you know, I'm never really <laughs> someone who likes a lot of violence, but. Uh, man, that gang's in New York was awesome. So, all right, got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Here's the guy, Daniel Day-Lewis. Love Daniel all Day-Lewis. Right. He got to the point where he was so picky with his films. I mean, he was just, every time he did something, he was nominated. Absolutely. So I have a guy, okay? 
Okay. I have a guy who's been in five movies. Ever? Ever. Ever. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the five. <laughs> okay. Godfather 1. Godfather 2. Yep. He starred with Gene Hackman and Harrison Ford in The Conversation, which was also directed by Coppola. Okay. Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino. <sighs> and his final film was 1978's best picture, Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter, sure. Which is a very hard watch. I don't know if you've ever tried to watch Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah, very hard watch. But I'm just saying, those, those, pretty good those are your five films. Ever, yeah. And this guy I know is not a household name. Was he the guy that played Luca Brasi? He was Fredo. Fredo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's interesting. John Cassell. John Cassell. Yep. Sleeps, five with, the, movies, sleeps with the fishes. Five movies ever. Jeez. What a list. All day afternoon, Deer Hunter. Both Did he Godfathers. die? Before he could do yeah, more. he actually he was dating Meryl Streep hmm. during the filming of the Deer Hunter, and they were going to let him go. And Meryl Streep said, "If you fire him, I'm leaving." Wow! And he ended up shooting Deer Hunter sick. And uh, yeah, passed that's away. crazy. But, uh, that's a shame. But he you, was. <clears throat> do you remember what uh, who he sold out the family to? Nope. Mo Green. Ah, Mo Green. Yeah. Of course, sold out to Mo Green. Never betray the family, Fredo. All right. So, oh, go uh, to the go to the postman because I already forgot. <laughs> so this, you, did you do the postman one yet? No, we didn't do the postman. Oh yeah, one. we were supposed to do it after geography history, and we're already on to entertainment. So, so we usually wrap up after that. After after entertainment, it's so be if we don't two weeks in a row, with if we don't no do it now. I'm gonna forget. It's going to be a total bummer for him, unfortunately. But uh, we're we're going to do the opposite. We're going to remember and bring this segment back because we did skip a week unintentionally. We just got caught up in all the different stuff. So uh, let's see. We'll get the uh, first question from the postman. And uh, here it is. Uh, dying on 4th of July. Yep. But my one question is going to be how many, pre- how many presidents have actually died on the 4th of July? I also have uh, what president was born on the 4th of July. I also have what year did Congress enact the federal holiday of the 4th of July. I like all of them. So, okay. um, I also. So let's start. Let's start there. All right. I'll guess the three presidents died on the Fourth of July. Yes, ah, I'm pretty. Boom. I'm pretty sure that was because we know the two. Yes, and I think there was one other one. Yep. So uh, let's see what we got for an answer here. Three. Three. Three, Three. is the yeah. answer. All right. Got we that. Got one. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, who both died on July Fourth, eighteen twenty-six. Well-known trivia fact. The most amazing ironic. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then also, only five years later. James Monroe died. Yep. You know who was I, know, I did president? know that one. You know who was a pretty good president? <laughs> James, James Monroe. Monroe. That guy, you know, the more he, the more James Monroe comes up, the more I think to myself, you know who was a pretty good president? James Monroe. James Monroe. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things ever. So, uh, All right, so who was born on the 4th of July? This I don't know, but I'll guess uh, Benjamin Harrison. Nah, it's Calvin Coolidge. Ah, Calvin Coolidge, born on the 4th of July. I should have known that. There was a great story about Calvin Coolidge, which was he basically spent three months on vacation in South Dakota. And they wanted, like, the South Dakota Tourism Board wanted to keep him in South Dakota. So every night when he went to sleep, they restocked this lake he was fishing in with fresh fish. So they kept catching <laughs> all these fish, and he didn't want to leave. Uh, so... It, and the reason why they wanted to keep them is because they wanted federal tourist dollars. Now, why did they want federal tourist dollars for the new attraction they were building? Guess what that attraction was? Uh, did you say South Dakota? South Dakota. I'll go with Mount Rushmore? Correct. 
So Coolidge was responsible for it. He fell in love with the area because of this particular lake that actually had no fish. <laughs> I'd fall in love with it, too, if they kept stocking the fish. Every, every night, day. I keep coming back. There's more. I, this is the best fishing I've ever had. Three months he spent there, away from Washington. Basically, Washington was left in total disarray while he did that. So can you imagine getting away with going, like, you know, I don't know, golfing every single weekend if you're the president <laughs> of the United States? Imagine. It's amazing. I don't know how you could do that. Um, all right, so here's another entertainment question for you. Despite being 15... 15 years old at the time, Nick. Who signed a deal with Disney Hyperion Books to write her life story? This might be my drop the mic one. It was the inspiration for lots of things today. Uh, Miley Cyrus? <laughs> Miley Cyrus. <laughs> That's what I was coming up with first. I just was... No question. I, I When I thought of that question in there. Your life story at 15. 15 years old. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, she, but the worst part is she published that. That was actually like my life story, Miley Cyrus. It's got to be like like Katy Perry just came out and unraveled and said tool. that you know yeah. nobody really knows her. She can't be herself. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Oh, so whatever she wrote in that book, what or, I was doing Orlando when I was Bloom knows her. When I, when I was fifteen, whatever was going on in my life, I wouldn't even tell you about. Like it was, <laughs> I would be like, point. I would be just, just lied about everything, everything that was actually going on. When no, I was she 15. didn't spend a second yeah, writing any writing of this. My, it was just, you know, Miley, what did you do? Miley, what did you do? 15. Miley, give me. But it's just so funny that, like, you know, the, the public falls for stuff like that. That's what's amusing to me is that just, you know, my life story comes out from Miley Cyrus at 15 years old. She writes her life story. Um, so, you know, shout out to Miley, though, because yeah, born in uh, her party in the USA. It's a jam. I mean, what are you going to say? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, yeah. People like that song. It's, yeah. it's hard to get around. All right. I, can't um, knock it. I definitely have another great one for you, but if you got something to fire back at me and entertain me, right, I'll go something it. real quick and then you can finish it up yep, yep. for the day. All right. We've got, um, I don't know how I'm going to qualify this guy, and I don't want to give it away to you. So I'm just going to say, uh, what, um, jeez, I, I want to qualify it, but I think it's going to give it away. But anyway, I'll just mm-hmm. say this. Uh, one of the most prolific songwriters in history. Okay. Who plagiarized their, uh, Nobel acceptance speech? Bob Dylan. Yes. Did you see this? No, but I just knew it. <laughs> I, 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 for some reason, that's made it onto my radar before, and All right, I don't so remember when or why. But apparently, he that. quoted like three novels <laughs> in speech, <laughs> and the, and the quotes that he used don't actually appear in the novel. And somebody went and looked up Sparks Notes, and they appeared in Sparks, <laughs> Sparks Notes. That's the best. <laughs> so he plagiarized <laughs> Sparks Notes, Sparks Notes for instead Nobel of the right novels. The greatest songwriter of all time. He's a, well, he's at a different point in creativity. I think we know <laughs> yeah. that there's there's a certain point where you get kind of like. I don't think he cared about this Nobel Prize. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's just great. So, um, <laughs> I th- this was one that I don't remember why we were talking about. Oh, we were talking last week about Ralph Macchio. First of all, I kind of blew that because Ralph Macchio did not read Justin Bieber's biography. Uh, Tony Danza read Justin okay. Bieber's biography. Ralph Macchio read David Hasselhoff's biography. Oh, man. And Almost I, just as good. Oh, oh, it was even better because he kept – every time he said the word Hasselhoff, he twisted his, like, hips. So he'd go, Hasselhoff. Right. Yeah, so it was extremely enjoyable with, with the Hasselhoff twisting. But uh, So it got us thinking about Ralph Macchio's career. We talked last week about him being in two great movies. So obviously the second one was what? 
We talked about my cousin kid. Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. So here's the car- Here's the question for you. It's going to end the Quizzo uh, trivia podcast. My cousin Vinny. It is. All right, great. Name either of the two people fictional lawyer Vincent Gambini defended. Character names, not actors. So everybody remembers Ralph oh, Macchio was in it. Maybe somebody remembers the other kid's name. Probably not. But do you remember the character names of who my cousin Vinny defended? Either of them. Man. And you've it's seen that movie so, how oh, many I, times? I've seen it probably 30 times. I just haven't seen it in 10 years. Um, and it's going to make you laugh because I think I referenced co- this guy's well, you know, name earlier. Obviously, it's his cousin, but... Um... I'll even take first names, if you can remember either of their first names. I put last names on here I'm as just well. trying to think of a scene where he... Talks to him, right? Says his, says it didn't come name. to me either. I, I, when I went through IMDb and I was going through Machio's IMDb, I was like... You saw the name? That, and was, like, his that name? was his name? Yeah, that's exactly... That was exactly my re- uh, reaction. Oh, man. I can't believe I don't know his name, but I, I just... I, I'm, I'm really, like, not building any blocks towards the answer. No so. worries. All right, so... Ralph Macchio was Bill Gambini. Okay. William so, Gambini. So I knew that it was Vincent Gambini. Right. Because he calls him the quintessential Gambini. <laughs> quintessential <laughs> Gambini. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so Gambini. Bill, Bill, nothing. I had nothing on Bill. Yeah, no, I didn't know his first name either. The quintessential Gambini. But do you remember the other kid's name? I want to say they called him Pfeiffer or something like that. So the actor who played him was Mitchell Whitfield. Okay. Right? He's a very strong character actor. He's got been a ton of different things, but he was Stan Rothenstein. Stan Rothenstein. Yeah, so I remember before I said something about Rothstein. Oh, uh, you were thinking of that. Right, right. Okay. Uh, instead of Mo Green, I think uh, when, I was, when I was thinking of that in my head, I was trying to decide between it's the funny, guys. funny, Stan but... almost ringing a bell more than the... Yeah, 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 Stan, I, so you sort of remember yeah, him now, saying it. Yeah, now but, I can remember that a little yep, bit. Yep, so there you go. The two characters from My Cousin Vinny, which will appear in a uh, next week's. Next week's uh, I would have known uh, Mona Lisa Vito. Mona Lisa Vito. Gotta love Mona Lisa Vito. It's Positraction, okay? <laughs> Positraction. That's uh, one of the great scenes of all time. We'll probably, we'll probably lead with that next week. It's some My Cousin Vinny uh, stuff there, so... All right, that is uh, going to be it for us in this week's Quizzo podcast. I um, want to say happy 4th of July to everybody out there, although we might even have another podcast. Uh, well, we won't have another podcast before that. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it on the 4th of July. That's a Tuesday. Yeah. So we usually do Wednesdays, but, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. Certainly going to be doing trivia over at Vagabond there, so shout out to there. And uh, anything else you want to uh, you want to throw at us, Nick? Happy weekend, everybody. Happy weekend, everybody. All right. That is it for uh, Nick. My name is this Drew. This has been the Quizzo Trivia we'll see you later. Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information. We're all very different people. We're not Wachusi. We're not Spartan. We're Americans with a capital A, huh? You know what that means? Do you? That means that our forefathers were kicked out of every decent country in the world. We are the wretched refuge. We're underdogs. We're mutts. Here's Boop. His nose is cold. But there's no animal that's more faithful, that's more loyal, more loving than the mutt. Who saw Old Yellow? Who cried when Old Yeller got shot at the end?
Nobody cried when Old Yeller got shot, I'm sure. I cried my eyes out. So we're all dog faces. We're all very, very different. But there is one thing that we all have in common. We were all stupid enough to enlist in the Army. We're mutants. There's something wrong with us. Something very, very wrong with us. Something seriously wrong with us. We're soldiers. But we're American soldiers. We've been kicking ass for 200 years. We're 10 and 1. Now, we don't have to worry about whether or not we practice. We don't have to worry about whether Captain Stillman wants to have us hung. All we have to do is to be the great American fighting soldier that is inside each one. Now do what I do. And say what I say. And make me proud.